Hi, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of May 18th. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So, uh, once again, we got kind of a slow news week, but that's okay because we can use this to gird our feels for <laughs> uh, more and more than meets the eye next week. Yeah. We will We will probably need that. Uh, one note is that uh, Victorian is showing up in some various places for sale as a thing you can actually buy for money. Finally! Yay! Yay! Uh, Big Bad Toy Store, for example, has her for $100 or $99.99.99. Yeah, 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 plus eight, uh, like $9 shipping, which I finally gave it to. Because people were getting them early from eBay or Amazon or something somewhere, and, and I've just been more worried lately that I won't find things in stores that I actually bought it on Big Bad mm-hmm. Toy Store. And and don't you hate it when people like people start getting in something that you really want and then you just get super antsy for it? Yeah, they get it like two <laughs> weeks before it's come out seemingly anywhere and it hasn't even shown up in any retail store targets yet and it's like Oh, I wanna make sure I get it. So yes, I, I pay the online prices and shipping. Yeah. Well, distribution is so bad near me. I just assume I'm going to have to buy stuff online if it's something I seriously want, not just yeah, impulse. Yeah, I've been doing that more and more just because I want to make sure I get some things. Like with Combiner Wars, I bought, I guess, half of Combiner Wars online, and the other half I found at retail. Like I got the first waves, like in store. Everything else has been retail. It's just like Victorian now. One Victorian, big lady Combiner. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I had to get, like, Silverbolt at a toy show and where someone fortunately had him for retail. And, yeah, it's, uh, especially, I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be, but with gas prices, sometimes it gets to the point where you might as well just order stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, toy hunting is expensive when you have to uh, pay by the hour for your car. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, or, or take a bus in my case. But I guess it's five dollars for a day pass, and I can go all around the city, so that's not too bad. Prior to the bus, it was a '92 Volvo station wagon, uh, which I still have. Uh, but but yes, you can imagine being what a '92 Volvo station wagon. Yeah, it, it was it was getting to the point of of being gallons per mile. Ooh. So no, it, it actually wasn't that bad. But but yeah, not something you want to count on driving around all day, all over town. Uh, so, uh, other than that, uh, we have a new uh, Collector's Club story, this time from Matt Frank, and hey. he did some illustrations for it. Yes, he drew it and wrote it. And David, I think you saw the most about that when uh, we looking well, at that. I, I only noticed it a couple hours ago when I was looking for news. I, I haven't actually had a chance to read it, but I skimmed through it because... Matt Frank, he draws wonderful Godzillas. It's nice to see him writing a comic. I just haven't read it yet. I'm guessing from from the title of it, Life Finds a Way, that there are going to be like Jurassic Park jokes in there, aside from possibly some Godzilla jokes. So is it a uh, is it comic format just entirely? Uh, no, it, it's like the, the regular club stories. It's just got some illustrations interspersed with lots of words. Okay, that's what I thought it would it would be a prose story, yeah. but which he drew some pictures for. Yeah, pictures yeah, of Matt Frank. dinosaurs. Well, mostly velociraptors and fractal. 
Yes. Feathered lady velociraptors. Ooh. Yes. Yay! Yeah, I've I've been watching a lot of nest live cams lately, and I like to imagine baby dinosaurs looking like you know baby falcons or baby hawks, just being all fluffy and angry. Also, it, it seems like convenient <sighs> timing since right now there's a Kickstarter for uh, feathered dinosaur toys, uh, Mesozoic something. It's, it, it's a raptor cool. Kickstarter. Go find it. I don't think it's done yet. It's Where slow the- news week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just confused why they're doing live streams of a uh concept that was only in the second Transformers movie and maybe the third. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, there's that and what there's else do we have this week? Not, not really that many toy things like we've seen. There's pick- movie news, which we'll yeah, get to we'll, at we'll the end that, because that's our, our big discussion topic. Pictures of new R.I.D. legends. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Including Bisk, who's, well, just a little bit. Bisk! But still no filch, I'm assuming. No. Not yet. Oh, wait, didn't... I will will be happy for you and your your Bisk. Well, didn't Filch have one of the tiny titans, or am I remembering wrong? She did, though honestly, I don't think that whoever sculpted it even had a good picture of her robot mode. It's just sort of a a robot shaped purple thing. Aww. Yeah, there are some oh. vague feathers on there. We're also getting a uh, new robots in disguise, Minimus Ambus. Oh yeah, oh, I saw that, which is actually Minitron from the first season. So, yeah. and and you know, if you don't remember Minitron from the first season, he was like some kind of like grasshoppery bug thing. Yeah, maybe a and, or I mean, something. he's green. It's a little green, six-legged <laughs> thing called Minimus Ambus. <laughs> yeah, with the like name a, fits, and he's the right color. Yes. With like a weird face. I mean, I have to assume that maybe they just couldn't get the trademark for Minitron. No, they so did. They, just went with they did. They that's one of the mini. things. That, that's one of the many things Monzo found checking for trademarks. They got the trademark for Minitron. They just used the wrong name. Why? They screwed up. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Why? (laughs) Thank you, Monzo, for doing the research. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's just a, maybe it's just a mistake. Maybe somebody picked the wrong thing on the drop down. It's like the, the G1 episode where, like, Sideswipe shows up in the background of the Decepticon base just in his model sheet <laughs> pose. <laughs> Presumably because Sideswipe was one page away from, like, Soundwave. <laughs> and they just <laughs> didn't get to the... They, they hit the wrong one. Uh, so, yeah, that's... that That's an interesting mistake. And, and I think... Uh, I, I do, did notice that uh, James Roberts was very surprised about it on Twitter. Uh, so I think that's about it. Gosh, it's yeah, it's been a real slow week for first party stuff, at least. And we're not going to say much about the third party stuff. Well, unless we want to compare talker versions of pictures to Hasbro toys, which are minimal differences with the Titan Wars things. There is that. Now, I do... Uh, I did notice there are some fairly significant differences in the pictures shown of Fortress Maximus. Yeah. Uh, 
and there's the the rumor is that the Japanese version is actually going to have his cartoon voice actor do a voice clip? Oh for yeah, it. electronics. Head oh on. wow, that would be. Yeah, some people said head on is enough to make people want to buy that toy. Oh, that, that can... that's enough to make me want to buy that toy. Mm. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't push me. Cause... That would be amazing. <laughs> yes, it would. I don't know. The, the chest deco on the Fort Max looks better on the Takara version, but the Hasbro version, like. The Takara version has more toy accurate to the original toy deco, which looks weird on the new one. Like the little mm-hmm. doors on his arms and things. He's less painted in some ways, yeah. which looks weird from Takara. Normally they overpaint everything. I think the the thing that stands out most to me for some reason is just that, that he has a blue door, a blue clear door instead of a green clear door on his chest. I prefer the green door. Yeah, I prefer the green door too. What's behind the green door? I, I also prefer if if the electronics used the uh, the voice actor from Omni Productions who did the <laughs> English Headmaster stuff. Oh, probably still working, but I don't think they'd do that. <laughs> non-committally refusing to uh, to help Spike. <laughs> Spike was hurt, and Daniel was like, you could use your special power. And he's just like, I would do that, but, uh... <laughs> I would do that, but the no. script says I don't. I, I would do that, but, uh... I mean, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was very... I, I love those. If if you haven't seen them, just look up headmas- English Headmasters dubs on YouTube, and they are incredibly bad and incredibly good in their badness. So, yeah, well, that is about it. So uh, shall we well, go ahead and... One, well, oh, two, two li- little things. The Collector's Club subscription toys have started coming out. So ah, yes. I, I now have a needle nose and a gr- gr- grab grab ruckus with a French name, and they're oh they're beautiful. Oh, you got them? Yeah. <gasps> I didn't realize you were in the collectors club. What I I came back for these guys specifically because Combiner Wars. I love Combiner Wars. Yeah. And it's the Mayhem Attack Squad. I love those guys. I I have a soft spot for Ruckus. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ruckus was the only so, figure comic Shahut? Hmm? Shahut? That's French for Ruckus. Oh. I was making a terrible joke. Actually, they call him Grab Budge, which is supposedly refuse or something in French. I don't know why. I keep wanting to huh. say Grubbage or Grabbage. Grub, grub, grub. It's Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus. Grabbage is an awesome name. No relation. <laughs> well, Grabbage. Why does he have a French name? I don't. I mean, I assume for trademark reasons, but is Probably. there, like, an in-universe reason? I think the card something says something about it's like his acne. Wait, is a wrestler or something? Uh, Cybertronian Demolition Derby robot known under the nom de guerre Grabbage. Uh-huh. So he, he's a okay. roller derby girl. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I love ruckus. Uh, so, shall we move along then to the movie news? Yes. Because yes. we love the movies. Uh, we love what no. they've done for the brand. 
That's like the yeah. definition of a slow news week for us is if you <laughs> if you hear us talking about the live action movies, it means we literally have nothing better to talk about. Pretty much. Well, until the movie actually comes out. Yeah. And it'll be something to talk about. Uh, assuming we actually, any of us actually go see it. I will. Yeah, probably gonna go see it. I saw, I kinda like the last one a bit, but yeah. It's like, we've had virtually no movie news up until now, and the most movie news we have now is the movie has a title. Yes, it has a title and it has an Optimus Prime face. Yeah, and well, and and it's going more. into production in June, and one cast member announced. Two, two cast members. Ooh, a new it? one, or? or or I haven't paid attention to previous ones. Young I, people, yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, isn't it going to have an actual underage girl this time? Isabella Monair. Pl- playing a character Who, named uh, Isabella, spelled differently, but still Isabella. Okay. So you're saying the actress has the same name as her character? Yes. Yep. That bodes well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even trying. Well, he's spelled with a Z and an extra uh, L. No. No. It's not even trying. It is the definition of not trying. So, yeah, she's from, like, I don't know, a bunch of kids stuff. Yeah. In, in Nickelodeon like, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like not not the good Nickelodeon stuff, like the you know the uh, live action Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah, I hear some people say good things about that stuff. Yeah, we know one like guy who kids likes it. or uh no. <laughs> okay, I worry about adults who watch that stuff. It just seems kind of creepy. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, but I guess we will all be feeling a little creepy come <laughs> this, this new movie. Uh, but yes, the title is The Last Night with a, you know, K, hmm. as in K-N-I-G-H-T, which at least is a phrase that makes sense, unlike, say, Dark of the Moon yeah. or yeah. Revenge of Some Character You've Never Heard Of. It's a better title, but what does it really have to do with Transformers? Knights of Cybertron, and that ties into the Dinobot stuff in the last movie. It could, this is but something I that it will. It goes back to to stuff that bothered me with the last movie, which was this whole like Optimus Prime Knight stuff that came out of nowhere. Didn't? Yeah, it's like that's not anything. It's not fan service. I mean, it's not something that calls back to anything Transformers related. It just felt like it was something that was pandering to somebody, and I wasn't sure who. Yeah. It was one of those things, like, is the Chinese audience really into this stuff? Is that it? Or or maybe somebody writing it had discovered the Transformers Bible thingy that had way too much information that has never come out in any series ever. And, hey, there are knights, and just added it in for the heck of it. Maybe. That seems like the most plausible explanation yes. to me. Yeah, give ever since, ever since the fallen, they've seemed to like to just grab random mishmash and jam it in there. Uh, it very much seems like somebody pulling from a story bible without any 
first-hand knowledge of the franchise before trying to start pulling stuff from the Bible. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's not really... If if anything, Transformers is more classically associated with, like, Japanese stuff of that of that sort of like, yes. you know, ridiculous ninjas, samurai. Yes. Samurai type stuff. And yeah. Ninjas Gundam. I mean, Optimus prime has a Gundam faceplate. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. So it, it just seems very odd to be pulling from that European side of influence in a way that just, I mean, unless we're counting like the, the, uh, the early UK comics or something. It just, doesn't uh, feel like there's uh, anything there. Yeah, I guess UK comics to do that. Uh, there's also a picture of Optimus Prime, uh, and it almost looks like they seem to have realized that Optimus Prime is kind of creepy and terrifying now. <laughs> yes, and made him more creepy and terrifying. He's got purple eyes, which is interesting. Different. Unless it's supposed. Well, no, that was. They called him Galvatron last time. I was going to say, is it yeah. supposed to be like some kind of Nemesis Prime thing? But did yeah. they do that? Yeah, but... they did. If they did it again, that would be silly. But that is the thing Transformers keeps doing over and over. One with Nemesis Prime and Scourge and various things. So, yeah. But his face Potentially... design is kind of different. And he's got red mark that could be blood on his face. Uh, and more little... Yep. And... The Instagram does specifically say this is Optimus, so. Oh. Okay. And it's got more little tech greeblies, like he's been hit by the underbase or something, or has scrap. Being Let's... drawn by Pat Lee. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. think the red looks so much like blood. I think it just looks like paint. Yeah. It's not a red. It's not like a translute. <laughs> Look, I, I write dark fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of Googling blood yeah. stains, and that just... It's too opaque to be blood. Yeah, I guess. I, mean, it, I suppose it could be intended to be evocative of blood, but it doesn't look like actual blood because it's, yeah. it's too opaque. Yeah. And it's it's a new sort of, well, it, the center of his face is the same, but the rest around it is more, kind of more like the Autobot logo in it to a degree. Yeah. And he's got, I mean, it looks like the blue on his helmet was hastily painted on as well. It's got that kind of look to it. It's 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 an Optimus Prime face. It looks kind of even creepier and less like a normal people face than it previously did. Good job. Purple eyes is kind of ominous for the Autobot hero too. Yeah. Yeah. Which um is it? It's a contrast with the the new font for the Transformers logo, which. For wait, even all four of the previous ones, the Transformers, the Transformers part was the same, wasn't it? Or at least the same font, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it was their kind of a movie take on the uh, G1 logo. Yeah, but now it's more cartoony looking font, a really weird font, like like something I'd expect to see in a Pixar movie. Only it's got as much tech greeblies as the new Prime face does all over it in Gunmetal. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's that's weird. the weird thing is it's got. A very sort of cartoony font, but then it's got, you know, the color and the texture of it is exactly like the color and texture from any of the the older movies. It's still that gray, you know, metal texture thing going, but it's this more 
even friendly cartoony font. So it's really like, there's a dissonance there that's a yeah. little unnerving almost. But especially like the way the F and the E are, they just look adorable and the giant M. It's, oh, it's yeah. an adorable <laughs> font type, and but the, it's it's like it's got a techno organic virus. And like the A without the line going through it, but it looks almost square oh, yeah. in its proportions. Yeah, it's why so cute? What? And and then it's got a sword behind it that's very cross shaped, very cross shaped. Uh, that's just how the cross guard is. I know, but it, it's uh. you said cross. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes things cross things that aren't religious. No, it's just odd. Are, are we going to go into rambling yes. speculation about what's going to be in the movie, or um, is there any? Oh, it, it does say there's another cast member that might be new, Jared Carmichael. I I will say while we're on the sword before we move on to Jared Carmichael, I am disappointed that with the sorts of aesthetic that we normally get in these movies, that this sword is some boring looking European it it looks it looks practical. Yeah, it looks like it came out of an old Camelot movie. It needs to be some ridiculous World of Warcraft or Monster Hunter looking thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, it it, it needs to be like bright orange with silver tech greeblies on it. Yes. The, and the sword look is like Optimus Prime might hold it while saying, Give me your face. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what he says right before his eyes go purple, I'm going to guess. <sighs> oh, he's been corrupted by that's, all the faces he's taken. I mean, that's, that's the thing, is that movie Optimus Prime has not been well written, and oh. it's resulted in him just coming off as this kind of terrifying sociopath. He's a violent monster. So, yeah. He would be at home in 2000 AD more than he would in Marvel G1. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's not a it's not an impressive science fiction sword. It's a boring sword, and I'm disappointed by it. Yeah. So anyway, who's this dude we're uh, talking about? Uh, this Carmichael dude. Apparently, a stand-up comedian, actor, writer guy who's again a younger actor. I don't know. <laughs> we're so old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who any of these kids are these days. Although it does bode well for them doing the thing I was hoping they would do, which is, even though Marky Mark is going to be back, he's not going to be the protagonist. He's going to be like the reveal of, oh, hey, he's back now. Yeah, that, that, that'd be okay. Because he, his story's kind of over, unless he's just a background character. But moving back yeah. to the, what was strong about the first Transformers movie was focused on a young adult with Transformers, and then they just did that three times in a row, and it got boring. See, what it is... The problem is, is that it was the same young adult every time, and yeah. you can't really do the being introduced to the Transformers for the first time after, yeah. you know, the first time. Yeah, see, the thing is, Marky Mark didn't piss off Michael Bay, so even though his story is over, he still gets to be, like, <laughs> someone who is, is there occasionally, <laughs> like... Oh, he like loves Marky Mark. Plus, hey, who pissed Marky off Mark. Michael Bay and never gets to be in anything again. Or Megan Fox, whose character we will never mention again because she pissed off Michael Bay. And yet somehow... She referred to him as Hitler in an interview. I think her his being upset is slightly understandable, even if her being upset is just as. And yet she still, still gets to be in movies produced by Michael Bay. That's weird. 
Well, at least, you know, as long as he's not having to, like, talk to her. <laughs> yes. I mean, the producers tend to be varyingly hands-off on these big movies. They're they're really just there to fund things, so... The impression I get from Michael Bay doing the production on the Ninja Turtles movies is that he basically gave them access to his special effects company shortlist. Uh, I guess it worked. But yeah. Random movie speculation time! It's going to be in Detroit, so I guess it's going to be a bombed-out hellscape? Maybe? <laughs> Sorry, Just Detroit. like the last one. Well, they... They probably need some place that's bombed out to stand in for Chicago, so Detroit will work perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Poor yeah, Detroit. Wait, how many cities have actually been blown up at the Transformers movies? Like, is it actually five? Mission City, Chicago, and I think that, and then that the, place in China. Yeah, the one in China where that actually was. Okay, so it's only three. Yeah, they blew up a desert in the second movie. Well, yeah, I know, but <laughs> I, I forgot if they actually blew up any buildings before that. I mean, just individual buildings. Yeah. They busted Random. up the Smithsonian somewhat. Yeah, poor Smithsonian. Oh. That's okay, that Smithsonian I, was I located like that next scene. to an airplane graveyard, so it wasn't the real Smithsonian. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take people at their word, but I've been to that Smithsonian, and I'm not going to say conclusively that it's not located next to an airplane <laughs> graveyard. It's it's in a pretty big open area near Dulles, but I I will assume that people saying that that is not there have, you know, at least consulted Google Earth and not just gone in the front door of the museum and then back out the front door again. Are you sure they're not referring to Dulles? I mean, yeah, Dulles can be a, a an airport graveyard some days. I mean, it is basically, I mean, it's it's right next to Dulles, so there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, honestly, I figured that was just that that airplane graveyard was just part of Dulles, but I don't know. I like I said, all I did was visit the museum. I can tell you that it definitely had an SR seventy one. Anyway, th- this next movie, Nights something. What is, is Optimus Prime? The last, the last night. night. Last night of what? Yeah, that's a. That's a good Oh, Cybertron, clearly. Oh, okay. Which means more than meets the eye is going to end with them finding this horrifying Optimus Prime. (laughs) That would be an interesting twist. I mean, we've already got a good Megatron. Why not an evil Optimus Prime? Yeah. Oh, that would be nice if the Galvatron becomes a good guy in the next movie and Optimus becomes evil because he's a murder machine. (laughs) That's not going to happen, but that would make a good story arc. I don't trust their writers to handle that. No. Well, um, didn't they got? Don't they have a writer from Iron Man or one of the Iron Man movies or something? Oh, that's. It is a new. I think it's either a new writer this time or just not having the uh, Orsi and Kurtzman writing team from some of the previous ones. Well, they they weren't on the last one, were they? Or did they just have like first passes over or something? I don't think they were involved. Yeah, that's a good question. But they weren't as involved in the last movie. I mean, they have written some things that weren't terrible before, but they've also written some things that are terrible. So I can't say that it's entirely that just Michael Bay made them write terrible things. Didn't they write the bad Star Trek movie? Yeah, but I mean, 
They also wrote the Con first Mark reboot II. Star Trek movie, which I'm not sure if that's the one you're referring to as bad or not. But... No, the second one. The first one's okay. It's okay enough. I mean, they've definitely written a handful of problematic things, but I don't know how much of how much they were responsible for Benedict Cumberbatch playing someone who was supposed to be Indian. Yeah, cast it. And they did that solely to try to fake us out that he wasn't con, and nobody bought it. (laughs) And there was a a highly dubious thing in that last Spider-Man movie that I had even forgotten about until I actually just went back and reread my own review of it. Oh, it's two writers from Iron Man and a guy who did Black Hawk Down? Oh, Oh, yeah, and they're doing that whole writer's room thing now, so there's like seven people with writing credits on this. Which could be good, or it could be Titan AE. Yeah. And none of the people in that writing room list are Aaron Kruger, who wrote the last one. Oh, that's right, that was him. The one who said that movies didn't need to make sense or have, like, logical cohesion. Well, he's certainly written three theses on the subject. <laughs> as as a writer, I want to punch that man. Just, uh, he makes my profession look bad. Yeah. But, you know, it made money. Yeah. And this will probably make money. The amount of money they spent marketing it, I'm not sure how it couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Although, then again, uh, Batman versus Superman. Uh. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, I I've seen all that stuff on clearance already. All right, and there's going to be a Bumblebee spinoff movie at some point, which is weird. I believe they've announced that. I don't believe that's actually going to happen. <laughs> Didn't they say it was going to be? Well, if I mean that's it's it's not like say the the other recent news that there's going to be a uh, they've already announced a Harley Quinn spin-off from Suicide Squad where it's like maybe you should wait for Suicide Squad to come out first. I mean, it's yeah. I think it it has to happen unless this next movie just unpredictably tanks. Hmm. I think it's going to change creatively even if they do still want to do it from just being the Bumblebee spin-off. Yeah, th- there was I think yeah. there was a rumor that it was going to be a prequel or Something of Bumblebee, what he did before, mm-hmm. or maybe just before this most recent movie or something, which sounds interesting if it's nothing but robots on Cybertron, which it won't be. Maybe we could get back some of the character <laughs> characters they've just randomly massacred oh, in yeah. the meantime. We could see Jazz like and Ratchet, Ratchet and, and Iron Jazz. again. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be awesome. It's not going to happen. <laughs> It'll be all new guys who will die. And then Bumblebee will lose oh. his voice if it actually is a prequel. Ah. <laughs> it's just it's just him and the twins. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's no. a worst case scenario. God no. Well, a they probably won't remember the twins exist. So that, <laughs> there's that. B, much. Even if they do, they'll remember the backlash. Yeah. Yeah. See, it'll Speaking probably just of be characters who were never heard from again. Uh. We just don't mention. Not since the incident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh. maybe it'll be a prequel four million years ago during the Beast War. 
I just want to refer to Revenge of the Fallen from now on as the incident. (laughs) (laughs) The unfortunate incident that was Revenge of the Fallen. Mm. (sighs) Yeah, so we're going to see the next Transformers movie, whether we like it or not, because Transformers... I don't know, man. I gotta say, after the last one... I didn't hate the last one as much as the previous two. I was okay with it. Yeah, I didn't hate... It was so... It was over-the-top enough to be fascinating, even though it wasn't good, whereas the previous two had been disappointing and not quite mind-bogglingly insane enough. I didn't hate it so much as I just, like, literally had no feelings. <laughs> I It was guess? just like, I, I just felt after somewhere around the, the half hour to an hour mark, I just was dead inside. <laughs> it's just like, I, it's just, it wasn't good. It, it was just too much, and that's the problem with all those movies, is that they're just yeah. too much. It was all just... Drift being racist. <laughs> I mean, he he can't be. I'm, I'm gonna have to assume that you know Ken Watanabe is not going to be like doing a character he perceives as being ridiculously racist. But you know, maybe maybe they all thought that it seemed like a lot of fun. I don't know. Maybe I'm Don sure Goodman they thought really the to number of zeros on the paycheck references. thought it seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah, they did give the robots more of a chance to show character in the last movie, even if Drift was maybe not the best choice. Yeah. How does how does Michael Bay get so many like Coen Brothers movie people in his terrible know. terrible movies? Maybe he gives them free cars. I mean, maybe they knows? are maybe they are just a lot of fun to make. I mean, mm. that's possible. Well, yeah, he does do a lot of practical effects, and also. There's a really interesting criticism of Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad filmmaker. Mm-hmm. No. He's a bad film pre-producer and editor. Yeah, like, somewhere in the editing or planning, he falls apart. Like, he, he won awards for filmmaking when he was in film school. He's classically trained and well-respected among the peers that knew him at least at that time but like he always did like short films and then commercials and music videos Uh so he's very good at coming up with creative compositions and cool shots and managing special effects and he's like the world's best second unit director (laughs) Uh but the problem is he's so good at all of that other stuff that when it comes to actually using cinematic language to tell a story instead of to look cool. Mm-hmm. He's doing the cinematic equivalent of just typing in all caps. Yeah. Yeah, he, he indulges that, himself that's too much. But he can work if he indulges in the right way. Like, uh, Pain and Gain supposed to be really great. Though I haven't seen it. Want to. Pain and Gain is amazing. Yeah, pa- Pain and Gain is, is supposed to be really good. Doing Transformers movies, it's he's indulged too much. He needs... Like a co-director or something. It would be nice if Steven Spielberg was as hands-on as he was in the first one. Yes. Yeah. That would be nice. But alas. 
Yeah, pain and gain is, that might also explain why he seems to get like Coen Brothers cast, cause there's a world where Michael Bay and Guy Ritchie switch careers. <laughs> yes. And Guy Ritchie's, the, what we think of as Guy Ritchie's movies now made by Michael Bay might be even better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see Michael Bay do a Elmore Leonard adaptation. Hmm. Yeah, that could be neat. Yeah. I mean, that's almost what Pain and Gain is, except Pain and Gain is based on something that actually happened in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Florida. Yes. Ah, see, that's the thing. I want Michael Bay to make comedies. Just like uh, insane over-the-top versions of Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's, he's gotta, he's gotta use Transformers to make the money and get the clout to, uh, to do better projects. But this is five of them. You've done enough, Mike. You got enough money. Go somewhere else. I Bang agree. up the world of I agree. some other genre. Either he agrees with us, or he's using it as a negotiating tactic. But he's said as much as like, "I've done enough of these," and then they wheel the dump truck full of money up to his house. Yeah, yeah. I can't blame him in this entirely. It's not all his. Fault. But you can, you you. You only need so much money. Yeah. Well, for the last one, the dump truck full of money included a thing that said, you have permission to make pain and gain. <laughs> I guess. And there was Marky Mark sitting here. I suppose. Here. Yeah. You want to go see the Bruins game? It's okay. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. You want to go see the game? Huh? I got tickets. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Yeah. Hang out with my funky bunch. It'll be great. <laughs> No. All right, I'll make another movie. That just sounds dirty. <laughs> yes, it does. Like talking about Dr. Manhattan and his Blue Man group. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we've deviated enough. Uh, that's... <laughs> that was an entertaining rat hole, at least. Yeah, the, yeah. This is what happens when we don't have any news. <laughs> yeah. Next week, that's I got a comment. okay. Next next. Thanks. Next week we'll yep. be crying. Hey. Yes. Yep. Next week barring, all the feels with more than meets the eye. Barring random unrelated delays just oh. coming out of nowhere. Oh, and and you guys could catch up on Robots in Disguise. The last episode was this week. Oh I yeah. Think. I think it's a shorter season. What? I guess it was. Huh. It was or maybe it's just going on hiatus. Oh yeah, it could be a, like a split season thing. We could we could talk about Game of Thrones for like a little bit. Well, we, we could, but things. I'm definitely cutting that out because it has absolutely nothing to do with robots. I've, and I, I haven't that... seen or experienced any of A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, I, I felt that I need to do a Game of Thrones podcast just so I can just be as as lewd and curse as much as as I feel like. I've been doing computer stuff today, so my uh, my language is has been pretty salty. salty. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap this up. All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we will call it a podcast. Uh, I have put some work into our Patreon page, which we have one of. Uh, it is at uh, Patreon slash Icon Underground, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I haven't put a video up yet because I am... I am the only one willing to be in a video, which is fine. Do, I mean, do any of the other of us have video capabilities? I don't. Well, I can. Act, my camera, I think, can record like ninety-second videos, which ain't going to be very helpful. Wow. 
Uh, but yeah, we are at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Uh, we have already had our first supporter, uh, which is J. Aaron Poole. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yay! yay. It's, it's always good to get those little kinds, you know, those little messages of support because honestly, oh, yeah. I'm the kind of person who just assumes everything is going ignored and overlooked until I get that little poke of support and then I work more on it because I, I'm reminded people care. Yes. So thank you. Uh, we have a couple goals that I've set up, uh, one of which is me reviewing G1 episodes. Ooh. Yay! I have lots of feelings about G1 episodes. <laughs> uh, but but mostly just uh, it's a matter of paying for my hosting fees and paying David a little bit for his engineering work. Mm, uh, so, yeah, if if you don't mind, if you've got a little money to throw at us, uh, you can go over there and throw it at us, and we will be super thankful, and I can actually, like, not be paying for our hosting out of my own very, very empty pocket. Uh, so, yeah, that that is it. Uh, we are also... Uh, available on the Google Play service, which I think I've mentioned before, now that they have podcasts active for everybody. Uh, I, I seem to have been one of the last people to get it, which is sad because I am, as 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 has been pointed out before, I am a Google slave. Uh, so that that is another option to listen to our podcast. Uh, so we will talk to you all next week, uh, at which point we will be sad because more than meets the eye. So until then, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. is based on something that actually happened in Florida. <laughs> oh, Florida. Uh, my favorite, I'm not going to spoil my favorite moment since you still haven't seen it. <laughs> is it the barbecue hand scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. That, it is the barbecue. I know about. <laughs> it is the barbecued hand scene, but not just the barbecued hand scene. It's the fact that the barbecued hand scene freeze frames and they put text ooh, ooh, over the ooh, screen that's just, yes, this is still based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds, that sounds clever. Yeah. <laughs>